0: Hey guys, what is going on? Cameron here with the Lawn Care Life of Missouri. Rolling out bright and early this morning. I have uh, a new setup. You guys caught the uh, podcast from yesterday. Uh, I've got the new Track, new to me anyways. Uh, Crossroads Lawn & Garden, Benton, Kentucky. They are the Ventrac dealer. Um, they sent a Ventrac 4500Z with the Kubota gas engine for me to use while my track is down. So that's what I've got. I've got my, actually my personal pickup that I'm using today. I uh, just was hooked up to it after I drove all the way over there to uh, Kentucky. So I just kept the uh, trailer hooked up with the track on it. And didn't swap trucks out or nothing like that. Uh, Cause that's another, <laughs> you know, that's another 30 minutes swapping everything out and swapping everything over from one truck to the next. So I decided to um, keep the trailer hooked up to my personal truck and I'm rolling out with it today. It's just a 1500 Chevy 4x4 truck. Um, let's see, it's got the 5.3 in there, I think. So it pulls it all right. I mean, it's not very much weight back there, so you don't even know what's back there uh, when you're pulling the ventrack, so not bad at all. Uh, but anyways got the 22-foot car hauler trailer with the ventrack 4500Z and the Tough Cut, so cruising out there today going to be knocking out that big job that I picked up. So I picked up a 16-acre job. Two acres was kind of around the house. I got that knocked out probably 10 days ago or so, going on two weeks um, now. And then yesterday, I went out and I tackled the 14-acre pasture. Man, I got a lot of it done. I would say I probably got close to half of it done, maybe not quite half, um, probably probably pretty close though, so today I'm getting a, uh, I am getting i do not know, a little later start I guess. Uh, it takes me about 45 minutes to get there, so it takes me a little while to get there. But uh, I'll be able to stay a little later today. Yesterday I had to cut out early for parent-teacher conference, went to that, man, everything went real well. Our little girl, she's doing great in school. The teachers just absolutely love her, so that's a plus makes the parents life a whole lot easier man uh, she didn't share any names but she did share that uh, several students in the class are just giving her all kinds of problems and she thanked us time and time again for you know just I guess raising our little girl in a way that uh, will respect others and 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 respect authority and all that so um, man I couldn't even imagine teaching uh room full of kindergartners which you never know who the parents are and how they raise their kids so hopefully they raise them in a way that you know the kids are respectful but a lot of times nowadays being the parents aren't even respectful to uh, to others so once that happens it kind of gets passed down to the kids whether they want it or not um, at a very young age so it's kind of sad to see a lot of parents that were coming in and out of there. We heard some language yesterday that was like, oh my gosh, this is a school with like kindergarten through second, third grade, I think. And so younger kids, man, and the parents coming in and out of there just had awful, awful mouths on some of them. And I was like, oh my gosh. So you can only imagine what the kids are saying. Matter of fact, our little girl came home and this is what happens when you get the kids out in public school system but she came home with the word that she shouldn't be using so we quickly told her hey we don't use that word we don't say that did you hear that from a parent at school or a kid at school she really didn't know which she just heard it at school and uh, yeah it's just sad to see man sad to see what goes on and and just the people that that are bringing these kids to school man you just never know what these kids are going through so uh, it's it's hard on the kids. You think about the kids. It's just tough, man. Just tough. They're they're at a young age. They're already at a disadvantage because of the lifestyle that they're raised up in. So we're trying to be really intentional with how we raise our kids and make sure uh, that they respect others and uh, just do the right thing, man. So it's tough. I mean, the kids, of course, they don't listen half the time. But you try your best to instill that in them. So that they'll know when uh, it comes down to it. So anyways, went to that yesterday. That went really well. I got to see the uh, classroom that she goes to each and every day. Uh, That's the first time I've been in there. My wife's been in there a couple of times now. Uh, But that's the first time that I've been in there. First time I've been into the school. So this is kind of a new school to us. It's not where I went to school. It's not where my wife went to school. It's just a little small school. Very, very tiny school. I think there's like 12 kids in her class. And so there's like uh, three kindergartner classes. So you're talking 30 something students probably in those three classes. So very, very small, tiny school. And uh, I don't know, so far we like it. The teacher that she has is great. Really, really great teacher, so that helps out a lot. Now, I don't know how it's gonna go next year. I told my wife, I was like, let's just play it by ear from year to year. If she gets a teacher that's not what we agree with, I don't know. We'll go to plan B, you know. We may do the homeschooling thing. We may find another school. Uh, I don't know. It's just I want my kids if they're going to be in there all day long, Monday through Friday from like 7:30 to 3:30 in the afternoon. That's a lot of time. And that's a lot of information that's poured into your child's, you know, head at a really young age and they absorb everything you tell them. So Uh, If they're getting good guidance, then that's one thing, but if they get into a situation where uh, it's a toxin environment for the kids or the teacher, you know, the way the teacher is or the way the kids are, it just, it can really affect um, your child, especially uh, these early stages, you know, the early, early stages where they just absorb everything and they learn so much and they, and they repeat everything that's heard and, and they, uh, You know when their minds really being molded so anyways just thinking about that a lot man that's kind of what's on my mind but back to back to the lawn care thing Um, I had to jump out of there early yesterday to go to that so I I left at four o'clock it took me 45 minutes to get home and then by the time I grabbed a quick shower and got to the school it was like six o'clock so that's just how it goes hopefully um, I'm gonna get there about I don't know get started about 10 o'clock this morning And then hopefully I get in a full day. I've got my lunch packed again So I won't have to uh, pull off the job and go get lunch or anything like that because there's nothing Remotely close by this is out in the middle of the backwoods middle of nowhere, so uh, Hoping to get a full day in I checked the oil on the Kubota Z. I put like I don't know I should have checked. I, I know I took a picture of the hour the the uh, yeah, the hour meter, but I can't remember how many hours I put on there yesterday. But I put a lot on there. But anyways, I checked the oil this morning. Oil's perfect. Everything's good there. Um, the cool thing I like about this Kubota compared to mine is the Kubota's liquid cooled. Has a little screen, a little uh, screen around the radiator to keep you know all the debris out of the radiator. And so about every hour to two hours. I had to uh, pull over. I just had my Toro handheld blower, had to pull over and blow that screen out. So it's very easy to blow out. It took no time at all. Um, I just started moving the blower around, kind of kept it by me. And about every hour or two, um, on my uh, Ventrac 4500Z that I'm running, it has the uh, temp gauge on there. So two bars is what it likes to run at. If it's getting a little warm, that third bar will pop up, uh, basically what I did if that third bar popped up still in the r- normal range It's not you know getting overheated by any means, but it's just running a little warmer than it. You know normal temperature, so Whenever to hit that third bar I would just pull over and get that blower out blow the screen off and then hop back on It would drop down immediately to two bars, and then I would take off for another hour or two Until it did it again, so easy to clean out. Uh, I thought you know, I've talked to, talked to a few guys, and they were talking about the, uh, the screen on there, talking about it's always clogged up, and, it, you know, you got to always stop and blow it off. But literally, if you have a handheld battery blower, you can literally have that thing blown off in five minutes. So it's basically a five-minute delay every couple hours. And it's good to stop, pop the hood, check out the machine, make sure you have no leaks, anything like that. So uh, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. It's, it's not an inconvenience for me. Uh, it makes me stop, get off, stretch my legs for a second, uh, blow it all off, and make sure, you know, especially on those one, one of those big jobs, long jobs that you're on there for hours and hours, you could have an oil leak and not even know it um, if you don't jump off periodically and check your equipment, pop the hood, and see what's going on, because you had no clue you would have no clue if it was like leaking oil, or hydraulic fluid, or, or just whatever. So it's nice, it's good, anyways to hop off every couple hours, just check your machine over, make sure everything's good, make sure you're not, you know, going through the field or doing a job with a with a leak that's gonna lead to something major happening. So I don't mind it one bit. Don't mind it one bit. So it's easy to clean off. So if you guys are looking at a vent track and you're thinking about the uh, liquid-cooled, you got the Kawasaki, you got the Kubota options. So far, so good, man. Like I said before, I really like the way the Kubota sounds. It's super smooth. It feels like it's a little quicker as far as uh, backing up and turning around. I just feel like I'm doing that quicker. I don't know if it's in my head or if it has a little bit more uh, pep to it. Now, the Ventrac, don't get me wrong, it had a lot of power. It had a ton of power. It's just the reliability issues with the uh, Vanguard engine. So the Vanguard had a lot of power, just the reliability is kinda hit and miss there. So Kubota, it has the power, plus supposedly it's a very, very reliable engine. So I'm gonna find that out. I'm gonna try it out again today and see how it runs. And hopefully everything will go smooth and I'll be able to knock this property out. That'd be so nice if I'm able to get this thing knocked out, completed today. That would be awesome if I could do that. So that's what I plan on doing, uh, plan on doing that. If I do get it done, tomorrow I can hop on another job and get that one knocked out. Unless they call from Crossroads and say, hey, your ventrack's ready to go. Then I'll probably hop on the, hop in the truck and head over there and pick it up. But if, if it's not ready, I'm going to knock out this hillside with uh, the Kubota, then I can kind of see how the Kubota does on the hillside, see how much power it has going up and down the hills, side to side on the hills, a little bit thicker stuff. What I'm on right now, I haven't really gotten into anything thick. It's been pretty light, so uh, it hasn't been much of a test as far as power load goes, but uh, I will probably get into something a little thicker before I uh, take it back. That way I can just get an idea of since I have the machine already here, get an idea of how powerful it is, how much it can handle, you know, if it bogs down any, if it just powers through. So hoping to get it into some thick stuff over here. I'm not really sure if there is some thicker stuff over here. This place is so big, it's hard to kind of see it all. I found a lot of places out there today or yesterday, I should say. You know, looking at it from the house, from a distance, it looks nice and smooth and flat until you get out there and then you find some washed out areas. So there's a lot of washed out areas that I've found, uh, places that holes, or not holes, but like ditches two to three feet deep. So you come up on them, you'll have to go out around them and then you know, kind of mow one side of the ditch, then mow the other side of the ditch. And it's like straight drop-offs, washed out areas is what it is uh, in these In this rocky area and it's really not on the hillside. So I didn't expect that but there must be just enough slope to it to get some water flowing good and uh, Get a little runoff and a little washout. So that's what's happening out there in that pasture. Um, I did find a pond Uh, It's very very dry barely any water at all in it Uh, But I just kind of went out around it and kind of left it as is Uh, ran into some quail out there Uh, they have uh, a lot of quail on this property, so I tried to leave that pond area kind of grown up and a couple other places where uh, some trees have fell and leave that uh, grown up as well. So that way they'll have uh, some type of protection cover. And uh, yeah, so that is what I was up to yesterday. Today, heading back out there, but I hope you guys are having a good day Uh, I'm kind of getting excited for Equip Expo. I know it's gonna be here before you know it. What is it? Let's see, today's what, the 22nd? So man, we're less than a month away. Less than a month away to Equip Expo, so I'm excited for that. Kind of getting geared up, pumped up for that. Um, Already have my reservations. Already have my ticket. Um, I will keep you guys updated. Should be at the Toro booth at some point. Um, I can't remember what day or what time, but uh, I'll be in there along with a couple other guys that you guys know from social media that create content and that run tour equipment. So it'll be fun. It'll be a fun time. Also going to be in a couple more booths, but I'll let you guys know that a little later when I find out some more info. But man, I'm just getting excited for Quip Expo, uh, just checking out all the new stuff and just seeing other options, man. I'm, I'm at the point right now where the lawn mowing thing, I've been doing good with that, but I'm ready to uh, reach out, kind of branch out into some uh, other other line of work, just more profitable work. Mowing can be profitable, but man, you got to stay on top of it, stay on top of it, and there's like no breaks. Whereas I've been on this job, man, and I'm going to be, if, if I do it, and knock it out in the amount of time I think I'll knock it out, I'll be making some pretty good money, pretty decent money for the amount of time that I spent on it. So excited about that. Um, just looking at new equipment, seeing how I can be more profitable, be more efficient in a lawn care business and just kind of go from there, man. Just kind of go from there. Talk to some guys there that may be running some of that other equipment that I'm not used to running. Whether that's like a skid steer, articulating loader, whatever, man. I'm just going to check it all out. Got to find ways to be more profitable each and every year. That's what I've tried to do over the last 21 years. And it's been working well, but you can always get better, man. You can always grow a little bit more, make a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, now that now that the girls are here and I got to provide for the family, it's... Uh, you think about that a little bit more, I guess. Think about spending more time with the family and making more money at the same time and how you gonna do that if you're staying solo, there's only so much money you can make unless you start getting into uh, some different type of work, more specialty work where you can get a $2,000 job or a $5,000 job or a $10,000 job you know, rolling in. So. It'd make a difference. Like this one right here, man. What if I found 10 jobs? Like this one right here, that's $25,000 just about. I mean, doing just 10 jobs. Whereas you look at 10 mowing jobs, and you might make $500. You might make $1,000. You might make a couple thousand dollars. But I don't think you're going to make 25000 knocking out. 10 mowing jobs so that's just is what it is man and uh just thinking about how i can make things a little easier for the future always trying to get better always trying to be more efficient so that's what i'm uh gonna be checking out at the Equip expo that is the game plan anyways So uh, I just received a notification, and I'm pretty sure it popped up there really fast, and it and it went away really fast. But I'm pretty sure it was Aaron Sutter over at Mowing in the Dark podcast just uploaded a new one. And uh, apologize if it wasn't him, but I'm pretty sure it was. You guys check out Mowing in the Dark podcast, see if he uploaded this podcast. But it said something about uh, being bored with this season, and. You know, when you, when you do something for so long, like I've been doing this for 21 years, um, it, does, it does become boring. I mean, it can become boring. I try to keep it fresh, keep it, keep it new. Uh, I like new things. I like adventure. And so one way to do that is to kind of get into other areas of work, whether that's vent track work, skid steer, um, tractor work, just get into something else. I don't know what Aaron's thinking over there at, over on the Mowing in the Dark podcast, but for me, just thinking about that, it's like that title, that subject, that topic, I'm like, you know, 21 years of doing this, you definitely get to the point where you're just like bored with it all. You're doing the same routes, the same routine, the same old, same old, but that's where the Ventrac comes in and kind of switches things up. I haven't done a big job like this since back in... Was it June, maybe? June? Maybe July. I wanna say it was June, it could've been July. But uh, you know, I hopped on that 30 hour job that I knocked out. That's something a little different. It's different than the mowing. It gives you 30 hours to get out and be on something completely different from what you're used to doing all day long, every single day. Used to hopping on the mower, then hopping on the trimmer, then blowing it all off, going from this house to the next house to the next house. I don't know. It's 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 getting kind of old, honestly. So uh, that's another reason I kind of want to switch things up. Aaron really likes doing the power raking jobs, the uh, drivel, drivel, <laughs> the driveway repair jobs, and that's another thing, man. If I could get more into that, um, you know, that'll switch things up as well. Do do some bush hogging jobs, brush cutting, brush mowing. I do some gravel driveway repairs. Uh, maybe do some sod installation or some lawn renovations with that power rake. Just kind of switch things up, you know. Get some higher dollar jobs in there. and I'm sure Aaron, he uh, he's making plenty of uh, good profit with that power raker, man. He's got the power rake. He's in there knocking out those driveways, restoring them, making them look better, um, getting rid of the potholes, all that stuff, bringing that old rock that is underneath all that dirt and grass and bringing it back up to the top. So those are different ways to kind of keep things fresh. Every job is different. You're not going to, I mean, you could be going to the same job over and over, which I've got a couple with the brush cutting I go and do uh, several times. But at the same time, you're always getting phone calls for just different jobs, different work, kind of switches things up for you a little bit, makes things Feel like it's not the same old same old and so it's nice to have that it's nice to have that little switch of pace and change of scenery and get on a different piece of equipment and uh, just see what's out there basically you know if you do in mowing like I have for so long you kind of know what to expect you kind of know um, what you're going to get into what your um, kind of ceiling is for For how much money you can make on a particular day or week or month or job. But when you get into these brush cutting jobs, these driveway repair jobs, you just never know what you're going to get into, man. It might be a $2,000 job. It might be a $5,000 job. Uh, It could be a $1,000 repair job. You just never know until you get out there and check it out and look into it and, and see. So it's like it's always something new, you know. So, I'm going to try to work hard on kind of switching things up, moving forward, uh, keeping things fresh, going to the Quip Expo, not necessarily looking at the mowers, but looking more at skid steers, the articulating tractors, um, the mini skids, just something different, something different that catches my eye and be like, man, I could use this and I could do a completely different line of work, kind of similar to what I'm doing now, but Uh, Maybe do some more profitable work. That's kind of the goal of the game plan. So uh, like Aaron was saying, instead of keeping things the same, and uh, I don't know if this is what he said because I haven't even listened to the podcast, but I can only assume with the title uh, that he posted. It's like keep things fresh, keep things new, try different things. A lot of times we get stale, we get stagnant, we uh, do the same things over and over and over. But uh, when we really grow, when we really get to that next level, it's because we kind of stretch ourselves. We do things that we're not used to doing. Uh, we try different things, new things. And just see where you end up. You know where the mowing's going to take you because you've been doing it for 20 years. That's the way I look at it. But I don't know. I don't know what, uh, what the track could lead to. I mean, I see the potential there just from the work that I've been doing, but on a larger scale, like full-time, like just say you, you took the track out full-time, and that's what you used every single day, all day long. Instead of like taking the mowers out all day, every day, you take the ventrack out all day, every day. Man, the money that you could get into doing that would be a whole lot more than what you could do when you take the mowers out every day, so. just something to think about man I got to figure out where to turn here and uh, I gotta get to this property let's see my turn should be coming up unless I was talking and I missed it and that is possible it's very possible let's see here surely I didn't miss it now I think it's on down here wait hold on a minute have I seen that house we're gonna find out no it's on up here I remember this house right here being for sale really nice property over here <clears throat> all the land out here where I'm at right now whole lot of woods and even more pasture like wide open pastures with uh, a lot of its cattle ground out here got a lot of cattle a lot of hay being cut a lot of lakes a lot of ponds a lot of uh barns out here stacked full of, hey, here's my turn. Got to turn on this other highway and go down and see more of the same, man. It's more more out here in the country. And more the same. I'm looking out here. They got these square bales, which I haven't seen a whole lot of square bales down where I'm at, but they have. It's not the small square bales. It's the really big square bales. So these suckers are huge, man. I don't know how big they are, but they are massive. We have a lot of the round bells down by us or the tiny little square bells that you can pick up in one arm or one hand. But over here, they have a whole lot of square bells that are huge. They're probably, I don't know, over waist high. I'm thinking they're probably three or four feet tall. By, by about six or six feet or more long. They're big. They are big. But they're scattered all out down through these fields everywhere. It's this time of year, man. This is the time to get your last cutting of the year. So everything's kind of maxed out right now. If you wait any longer and if it doesn't rain, what happens is that all that stuff that you're cutting starts losing moisture and then it starts losing nutrients and i will actually go back the other way and you'll uh it'll be less dense it'll be not as full and you won't get as much uh you won't get as many bales off of it if you wait any longer so you got to cut it whenever it's prime time man it's prime time right now everybody's out here cutting bailing their hay everywhere you look down this road going past two shops right now right they are huge man those are some huge shops they are probably a hundred feet by a hundred feet both of them one's brand new and the majority of majority of it is filled up with bales of hay crazy but uh, anyways guys I'm rambling on about hay I'm gonna get off here and uh, start knocking down this hay this big old hay field that I'm on, big old pasture, they've had cattle out there in the past, I see old cow piles out there that have probably been there for a couple years, um, they are kind of broken down and just a little bit left, but uh, they had cattle years and years ago, I've jumped um, just one deer, surprisingly, uh, just one deer out there, but a whole lot of uh, mice, man, there's a ton of mice out there. And I found a few things. I found some rocks out there. Ooh, when I first started, I found these two steel posts. And they had to be like, I don't know, probably, I'm going to say four inches in diameter probably. Really big and super heavy duty. If I would have hit that thing with the blade, it would have broke every blade on there. Any blade that that touched that thing, it just would have snapped it right off. Snapped the bolt off anyways uh so i've been running with the deck up a little higher than normal just because i've never done this uh job and i don't know what's out there i found those two steel pipes like the second or third pass that i made and then a whole lot of rocks ton of rocks so a lot of big rocks that i hit and threw and and uh scraped and then all those little ditches out there man it's been a little tricky navigating around those. Kind of slows you down a little bit, but all in all, it's been a fun, fun job to tackle. About to roll in. About to roll in right now to the property. Let's see how it looks this morning. So right next to this place is a uh, deer farm. So this is not the way I hunt, but some people up in the city that have way too much money, they'll come down here and they'll harvest one of these big deers. They'll harvest like a big monster buck and they'll pay like ridiculous amount of money, like 20, 30, $40,000 to harvest these monster bucks that are basically fenced in, have like 1,000 acres over here fenced in. Not the property that I'm working on, but the neighbor's property. They have have a deer farm over here. So, Anyways, rolling in, the pasture to my right looks like more of the same that I've done. There's a few areas where there's trees piled up that have fell over the years. And uh, one area right here I see a stump, but it looks pretty thin, it doesn't look bad at all. I think I should be able to run right through it, so maybe, just maybe, I'll get done a lot quicker than I thought, we'll find out. We will find out, but yeah, it's nice out here, man. It's out in the middle of nowhere, super quiet. That's another thing, doing these Ventrac jobs, you get to go to these areas that are just remote, they're secluded, you're out here by yourself, you're doing your own thing, no one's bothering you, no one's bugging you, Uh, customers aren't even out here, and so you just get to go out here and basically hang out on somebody else's property, clean it all up for them, and uh, do your own thing, Like it's, you know, like it's your own. Like you're out here and this is your property. You're out here just maintaining it, taking care of it. And you don't have to be bugged or bothered by anyone at all. You might be out here for a day or two. Just uh, out here in the country, man, enjoying the scenery. So that's another thing I really like about a lot of these Ventrac jobs that I've picked up. It's like you're out there, you're by yourself, crank your music up, turn a podcast on. Um, just kick back, relax while you get some work done. So rolling in here. I'm going to have to get off here, get this thing fired up, and get to work. But appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate you listening. Uh, Shout out to everyone that has taken time to uh, send me a message. If you guys are listening to the podcast, be sure to send me a message. Let me know, man. Let me know. Let me know what you like about it, what you don't like about it. Let me know if you want me to talk about uh, some different topics. And I will see if that Lines up with what I would like to do and maybe I can do that for you guys. So, anyways, I'm out of here. I'm gonna get this Kubota engine fired up and get started. So got my GoPro over here. Is it charged up? Ooh, it's close. I messed up, man. I didn't charge my GoPro last night. And so I put it on the charger early this morning. I still have it on there with this little GoPro Volta, I think they call it. It's like a handheld handheld um, selfie stick with a charger built in it, so you can basically Put that GoPro on that selfie stick uh, Put a cable from the selfie stick into the GoPro and it will uh, It will last a whole lot longer than your traditional GoPro battery. So that's what I ran yesterday until it ran out So it'll probably run out again today, but I'll have a little bit of battery to film so That's the game plan. All right guys I'm out of here. Cameron with the Long Car Life in Missouri. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Have a good day. And as always, God provides.